Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Talking over you? <laughs> no, we couldn't possibly talk. Talking over. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's July twentieth, two thousand eleven. You're is. listening to the Skeptic Wire. Yes. Yay. We are the Wire of Skeptics. I'm David Harcourt with this enthusiastic bunch. Carrie Lawn. Hey, I'm wired. <laughs> Greg Perrine. Norway. 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 We'll um, explain that later. Belgium. <laughs> oh. No. I tried that. It didn't get a response. No. I'm surprised no one hit you. Okay, we're recording from the Go Studios. Go recording, Go recording studio. studio. That's right. San Antonio, Texas. It's episode 15, get it. And this is Skeptic Wire. Yay! Norway. Norway. Oh, we are so lame. So, um, Gary, Greg, David, Donna's missing. Donna's Again, missing. missing in action. She's out um, of state, I think. Yeah, she's traveling today. She's on a skeptical ninja mission. You will have to ask her about that. Um, left us boys alone. But uh, we miss you, Donna. Idea. Yeah. But uh, this is the Skeptic Wire, Norway! Yay! <laughs> Norway! Um, yeah, so, Greg, we're all dying to hear about Tam. Why, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Tam 9 from Outer Space was this last... Uh... It's... <laughs> it's it's the same sound. That was great. But I don't have a theremin. So theremin? Could be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Mew, professional musician, doesn't know what's Okay, great. Tell us about Tam. Yes. Okay. Because we wish we were there and we weren't there, yeah. so we need to know. Yes. It was in a word. It was awesome. Good. Now, in more words, <laughs> actually, in more words. This is, um, we're, it's 10 o'clock at night. We actually started recording at 7 or 7.30. 7.30. Um, I accidentally went on for about an hour and a half. You know, he, too. Last, last time, he, he got mad at us. Like, how do you guys do it? Cutting down the, I go out of town and you guys do an under an hour podcast. And we just listened to Tam, about Tam for two hours. Yes, okay. And we're going to put that on So that's page. my fault. I give a overly detailed description of everything that happened at a overall kind of umbrella level and it was really long so we're gonna throw that up as many it was thursday friday saturday and sunday, sunday. So. and wednesday um so it was a long description we'll probably put that up as just a blog post on skepticwire.blogspot.com Maybe on the feed in a week or so after we've got it up there. Yeah, but, just, be, just before next week. But week's. briefly, how was yeah. Tam? <laughs> but we'll put that up, up on there. Okay. Um, Tam is a great experience where, you know, Thursday during Tam is a couple is a workshop day where they'll run two workshops at the, t- at the same time. So it kind of like splits the audience in half so it's a smaller thing. And it's kind of panel discussions about skepticism, about aliens, about medicine, and um, so that's kind of all Thursday. Do they have a psychic app that tells you which one would be more beneficial to you in the future? No, they just have a regular app who gives you the schedule. Oh, that what mind. gives you the schedule. That's um, totally uncool. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the Thursday is all panels. It's kind of fun, small, intimate. Um, 
And then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is all the speakers, the panels, the luminaries. You got people who are physicists, who are psychologists, who are um, just scientists, scientists in general. People. But people who are just creative. Medicine there was, men. There was a woman there who draws manga comics and tries to give a skeptical bent to them. So really, it's the full gamut of you know panels on science future, but also on. Diversity within the skeptical movement, grassroots stuff. Aliens. And it, yeah, it, it really does kind of have something for everybody. Cool. I'm going to yeah. put a little savings account aside and put a little bit in there each week. And then uh, next yep. year, yeah, and we'll be it, it, it is. Ham 10 account. It is oh, an expense. He's, he's saving up for a present for me. And my uh, Christmas no, card. No. <laughs> Not a Christmas it, card. It is kind of expensive, and, you know, it's. it's but for what you get, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great three, experience. Four days worth of yeah. just to the wall skepticism yeah. and fun. So there's all the speakers and panels and all the actual content that is amazing to go see, hear these speakers. You know, maybe reply to each other in other speeches, but also panels where they're going back and forth. There's a great panel with Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Pamela Gay, Phil Plate, Lawrence Krauss, where they were just talking about the future of science in space and astronomy and they were all animated and interested and they were disagreeing but disagreeing politely and it was just this great conversation going back and forth that's that's amazing stuff that's all awesome add to that all there were 1600 or more probably 1650 people there so you're surrounded by our people you know, people who are interested in yeah. science and yeah. reason. BMX convention and Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris. It, well, Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris Chuck Norris was there at the end <laughs> of a Taekwondo competition. So I think it was Saturday night. You saw all these people carrying around these trophies bigger than they were. Yeah. And there was a black tie affair with Chuck Norris speaking. and I didn't know they had black ties. They didn't yeah. have black belts. <laughs> you, ever seen those, you ever seen those shirts that say 10 things you don't know about Chuck Norris? Yeah. I want to just walk up to those people. You know something else you don't know about Chuck Norris? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was he does a, live in Texas, you realize. There was a point on Saturday night when Dawkins was speaking... Um, that the um, after you know they were doing a question and answer period, and the MC George Robb told us all that actually uh, Chuck Norris is in the next room, so we're going to keep you all in here for now, so we don't have a big old rumble. Um, so George Robb has a new app. Did you realize that? I did not know. That. I did not know that. We 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 are not big enough for an app yet. Yeah. But we will get there. No, but I took a nap yeah. this afternoon and was rudely interrupted yeah. by yeah, Mormons. It, it wasn't a pod. It's not one of those. Podcast apps. No. It's, what? You know the you know some the podcast apps, but this is like totally different. Distant I don't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. I haven't well, downloaded it. Cool. But, but he, he was a great MC. You know, if, if yeah, there was a microphone app. issue, he would just vamp until everything was figured out. They were switching out computers, and he would entertain anybody. He didn't sing, which I think a lot of people were kind of bitter about, <laughs> except for like an intro song where he introduced everybody. But he didn't do any of his like. You know, embrace body stick. both. You know, and okay. the, you know. So if you want to hear about Greg's experience, Tam, we put that uh, up, look at look at that. Uh, yeah, um, yep. but there is one panel that I'm particularly interested in that I want to talk about, and that's the placebo panel. Mm-hmm. That was, I believe, on Saturday morning. Because um, I found a story in the LA Times 
Um, and I, I posted that as a, a discussion topic. And then around the same time, I think the guys on the panel found this article. Yeah, they, study as they well. mentioned that they had and all they found, found it that morning. Exactly. Said, this is this is amazing. This is like tailor made for this discussion, and it really is interesting. Is I kind of I'd like to talk about it a little bit, but I want to hear yeah, sure. maybe your take on what they what they said. I kind of probably know what they said because some, a couple of them <laughs> blogged about it. Yeah, a lot after, of them blogged the about show. it. One, they were blogging on the on the plane ride back. And and there is um, there's con- fairly confirmed rumors that a lot of the speeches, if not all of them, and maybe the panels too, hopefully, will be available for viewing online. I don't. Okay. I'm sure if you look up in randy.org. You'll eventually see something on there, the blog, the forums. Buy but, them on DVDs. So that may be something so. for the listeners to check out. But yeah, it was an amazing study about the. Um, they gave. They, it was a four arm study where they had yeah. actual albuterol asthma medicine yep. as one arm, a placebo inhaler, which mm-hmm. basically tasted like medicine mm-hmm. but didn't have any active ingredients, sham acupuncture. With collapsible needles. Right, collapsible needle, sham acupuncture, mm-hmm. and then no treatment whatsoever, mm-hmm. which is actually something that a lot of people forget in a placebo control to say, compare nothing to the placebo yeah. first, and then also the placebo well, to the real Well, it was very drug. important in this study. Oh, yes, it very much so. This, in this study. You had, you had those four groups, and um, it wasn't four groups of people. Everyone would get it. it they would rotate. Oh, okay. So every time they would come and get a, a treatment, they would get something different. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't get that much detail at the, at the and conference. And they would go like 16 but... treatments. And yeah. um, so these, what they did is, you know, you've got, you've got subjective. The, the reason they picked um, asthma, you have subjective uh, results. People, right, you, whether you, you feel better, do you feel, feel better, do you and, think and you, and can you can breathe better. you can actually better. measure objectively through the air. Um, Constriction. Well, specifically... It's um, what they measured is what you blow maximum forced right. expiratory volume expiratory in volume. one second. Yeah, okay, which so I just have to do for my There's a little stuff. device that every asthmatic knows that you basically blow into it and a little needle goes as far as it can go, and that's something you can test to the capacity of what you can blow through your tubes. Right. Okay. Which sounds dirtier than it really is. Okay. And it's expiratory. Sorry. So you have a good objective measure <laughs> of lung capacity. Exactly. Okay. So, um, now, originally I read this in the LA Times, I read the study as well. Um, I have a real hard time looking at the, the byline of this study, which says, asthma study reveals the power of the placebo, placebo. effect. Oh, yeah. Which, which what, it does, which is nothing. <laughs> with what is actually said in this study, which I think, you're going to talk about the panel, they really spun this in a pro-placebo way, and we'll talk about why. But not the panel. The panel did not spin it. No, the right. media article did, media article and everybody in the panel was so just groaning. Just really, really, on a, in a broad sense. So you had these four groups: one that got the real medicine, one that got the placebo medicine, one that got pl- sham acupuncture, and one that got none. Right? Nothing. Yes. Now, after treatments, everyone who got either the real medicine or sham medicine all said they felt better in about equal amounts. Yes, the only group that... And then that, they all did the test. The objective test. And the only group test. that did better in the objective test was the ones who got the real medicine. Exactly. And there was this fun little moment in the panel where Steve Novella had slides up yeah. showing that exact that exact figure where you have the three bars at the top for the objective, for the medicine or pretend medicine, and then one little bar at the bottom for... 
for the nothing, no treatment at all. Yeah. And then that, that graph would change only for the placebo yeah. and the acupuncture. Those would go down to the bottom yeah. where the medicine would stay up. Right. And it was the same. It was it was almost the same graph, just only those two met, moved. And he kept going back and forth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> objective, yeah. subjective, yeah. Right. objective, subjective. It was, he was having fun with it. To put this yeah. in the broader perspective, okay? Sham treatments, alternative complementary treatments have been really hammered recently with studies showing that they, they perform no better than placebo. Okay? Right. And, and this is what they've had to deal with. And so their tact right now is to say, isn't the placebo effect wonderful and aren't it's we amazing. good? Amazing. Aren't we good at at tapping into that getting your body to heal itself through the placebo effect? <laughs> yeah, they're taking what scientists have said as in that it's no better than placebo and turning that into a victory. Yes. So it's better than being dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now the argument is how valid, how good is the placebo? Is it worth anything? And what's bet is objective measures better than subjective measures? And now you're seeing cam, and we've seen this. I mean, before this article, we've we've kind of seen that because all of us have been looking at AltMed. Uh, comments and blogs and everything. Even that, we've seen that whole thing shift to the, how good the placebo effect and how good AltMed is good at tapping into that. But one thing this study shows is the, the fake inhaler was just as good as acupuncture. You don't have to have these elaborate rituals. Only but, for the subjective. Right. The, so, the only place placebo is, has seen any benefit in scare quotes is purely subjective things like do you feel like you're breathing better? Yeah. Do you feel uh, pain and nausea are really the only two places we've seen yeah. an effect? And what are those subjective measures? Part of it is just having difficulty kind of comparing to how you. How did you feel last week? How did you yeah. feel? You know, yeah. having a difficulty comparing and saying, "I got medicine. Let's give it the benefit of doubt. I probably am doing better." There's all sorts of subjective pleasing the doctor. Mm -hmm. All sorts of, uh, re, you know, uh, regression to the mean, all these kind of things that contribute that you're not getting better. Don't argue to me that these subjective kind of, well, if they feel better, then they are better, right? Don't argue that. Because you could feel great and you could be dying, you know? You could feel great. Now you've got all med practitioners arguing that the subjective measures are better than the objective measures. But look at asthma, for example. You could feel, say, okay, I feel better, but if your lungs have not been opened up, that can lead to permanent yeah. constriction of the airway. It's going to lead to a more likely asthma attack. All sort, those are objective. Yeah. That's Speaking as an asthmatic, there are times when you realize, actually, I've been constricted all day, but I haven't noticed it. Yeah. And then once you notice it, it's like, yeah, actually, I am wheezing. So, subjectively, you didn't think you were having an asthma attack, but your airways were constricted. Wow. So, it, it's it's important to actually treat the actual problem, which is your airways are constricted. Does that get better with a placebo? No. No. You might feel better, but that can only last so long. The only time I've ever been frightened for my life, in my entire life, and I've been around, I stood next to PZ Myers at TAM. I was not this afraid. <laughs> I was afraid for my life in high school. I had a yeah. bad asthma attack yeah. that put me in the hospital. You cannot breathe. You can't fix that with, well, I kind of feel better. Oh. Yeah. 
What the hell did you think Peasy was going to do to you? That's the <laughs> that's the only name I could think of that oh, people okay. might be afraid of. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, the, there are so many. Okay, getting back onto this, so many awesome okay, people Look. at Tam. I was not afraid of anybody, but you know, we talked about the Atlantic Monthly debate before. Yeah, I was going to mention that. A lot of those that's people perfect. were saying how placebo effect is your body healing itself. Uh-huh. It's not. Right. It's, your, it's your brain taking over and going, hey, everything's happy. Everything, don't look behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. It's um, keeping you along in, until you can get some actual relief. But this is the corner that the alt-med has been pushed into right now. So this is a very important front line it's, right it's, now. It's kind of the god of the gaps. We need to understand the placebo effect. God and this, this study, and I hope there's more studies like this, uh, is very important for for yeah. fighting for science based medicine. And it was the the panel on it with you know uh, Steve Novella, Mark Chrislip, um, I think David Gorski. Yeah, Gorski had yeah. a great long blog about Ginger this. Campbell, he wrote Rachel on the airplane Dunlop, yeah. on the way back, and he's very excited about this study. And I hope we see more of it. I think we need yeah. to tease apart because we know a lot of the things that go into the placebo effect. I'm surprised that this because you don't normally see the placebo effect as good as the medicine. Yeah. Because really, the placebo effect is only useful in medical trials to where your medicine is. Well, you can show the medicine is better it, than the right. placebo effect, and oftentimes that's skewed anyway to to make the case that it is better. Yeah. Actually, one interesting point that they really hammered on in the panel was when they were talking about it, they really wanted to say it's not the placebo effect. Because the actual substances themselves are inert, so there's no effect, Mm -hmm. but there's a response. Right. And actually, there's responses. Like you were talking earlier about a response to trying to please the practitioner, a response to a blue pill over a red pill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all these various responses, which psychologically, which is not meaning you're crazy, just psychologically, you think you feel better. So, yeah, and, and, and that's just... One fascinating topic amongst many. <laughs> I tell you, if I go to the doctor, give me objective results. Don't just exactly. make me think that I'm feeling better and I'm not. I don't care. You, you, you Fix don't want, me. You don't want the little cups and the and the uh, Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not just the Brazilian. Let me follow that up with the brass <laughs> singing bowls. The Tibetan I, chamber I, pots. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I like pots. that. I mean, I like feeling better too. But right. don't make. Don't right, make but you think. want to be better, not yeah. feel. I want to be better. healthy and I want to feel good. Right. right. Okay. They're they're two different things. Yeah. Don't make me think. <laughs> don't make me think. <laughs> I can't make this guy feel better, but I can, maybe I can make him think he yeah. feels better. Right. Especially, you know, if it gives Forget me $50, that. hey, 150 bucks, yeah. he's, he's good. So, yeah, uh, very interesting subject. Yeah. Um, we need to be talking about the placebo effect more. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully there's going to be more studies or like this. Or as you just said, the, the placebo The Responses. placebo response. Oh, yeah. the response. Oh, <laughs> so that's what, that's what Rick Perry is talking about. Now it suddenly all comes clear. He's actually pro-science. <laughs> Hey, Not. okay. Are you yeah. guys ready for Post Corner? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, no. just, I'm just wondering if you had any other questions about Tam, because you know it's amazing, it's okay. awesome. It's of the it's people super. that you met. Tell Wait, us, it, it impress like, us with who okay. you met. Well, okay, you can walk up to anybody at Tam, and they will talk to you and chat with you and be friendly. Whether it's just some schmuck from Texas and San Antonio who has a podcast and is trying to pimp his podcast with business cards like I was. 
people, you know, chat, did you, whatever. Did you tell them it was your podcast? Yes. Um, <laughs> and Or you just walk up to James Randy and say, hey, can I have a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. And, you know, he, you know he's friendly. He's talkative. Even, like, Dawkins, who's over busy, if he's in the bar, just, you know, he'll chat with you. No Man, problem. Man, I want to have a drink with Dawkins. Man, yep. I'm going next year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I yeah. want to talk to Dawkins. I mean, a few things don't. One of the things I'd like to do is, I, I don't know if I'll try to put this up in maybe a JREF blog or something like that, um, but, you know, an average guy's guide to TAM, which is just suggestions of things to do. And I talked a little bit about that on the long version, um, but... It's, it's you anybody can have a lot of fun doesn't you know whatever your interests are whoever you want to meet you meet a lot of great people and you have a lot of good experiences I mean every every crowd of 1600 people there's gonna be one or two weirdos or creeps last year we did have some guy who was a moon hoax believer oh, yeah, and started just you know going in on maybe it was Phil plate but we I think one of those guys showed up again because someone walked up to Elise Anders, who was doing the Women Thinking Free Foundation vaccine clinic, and started talking about, you know, vac- we can't really know anything about vaccines, and <laughs> and she just had to walk away because this guy was being a dick. That's when you play him storm. We can't yeah. know yeah. anything. Exactly. exactly. The same thing. <laughs> in your science. But that was one person, and she was able to be surrounded with people who were awesome to her, and they did a great job vaccinating over 300 people. They ran out of vaccines in about three or four hours. Wow. Yeah. They used being them all with up. that crowd. It kind of reminds me of being with that crowd with Tim Mention. Yeah, all kind of like-minded people. Yeah, wonderful. And if the listeners want to see kind of the, some of the flavor of what was going on, including that Norway yelling thing that we were Norway! doing at the beginning of the podcast, just go on to uh, on Twitter the hashtag Tam Nine. There are probably thousands upon thousands upon thousands of comments. Just go through the whole Speaking weekend. Of yeah, pictures, I did some of that. At, on the ta- uh, Wait a minute. I didn't say pictures. I said hashtags. Oh, hashtags. Well, whatever. They probably link to pictures. And speaking about pictures. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. There's a picture of... on Tam on the Tam main page. You, you scroll down of Rebecca Watson. Oh, the little. If you go to Amazing Meeting and yeah. you scroll down, there's a little slideshow that every five seconds changes. Yeah, it shows you see James Randi from last year. The crowd oh, and Savage. Tam A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was Rebecca last year. Watson. And there's some guy. Oh, looking... some bearded. Yeah. Man. What's he? He's kind of checking on. The, yes, on the... the the little slideshow <laughs> from Tam Eight that is you're advertising like Tam behind Nine. Rebecca Watson has. We're not saying okay. you're checking her out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm not behind Re- Rebecca Watson. No, no. The you're picture of Re- Rebecca yeah. Watson is in this in the workshop from last year on feminism. <laughs> And I happened to be sitting in the front row, so yeah. the photographer caught me looking adoringly at the celebrity of skepticism that is Rebecca Watson. And in fact, you're not really, really, you're kind of looking more to uh, I am looking behind her, beyond her. At yeah. her, yes. Okay. All right. And I believe I am looking towards her face. Okay. So... <laughs> uh, that's debatable. I think you're looking at her. <laughs> anyway... Speak- you be the judge. <laughs> Speaking of funny faces, did anybody see anything? I, th- I think maybe PZ might have blogged about it. I yes. saw PZ Myers blog with everyone's got a white beard on, and he says we are all different. Yep, 
Yeah. Uh, the Independent Invest- Investigations Group was selling um, basically little white beards that everybody could look like Randy for the weekend. So you, you Randy actually, or Darwin? James Randy. Eh, Darwin, <laughs> but um, you, oh, ba- Randy. you basically had... People would even just be sitting during speakers, and they'd still have the little beards on because it was kind of fun. Uh, and then they took a big fun. group picture of everybody who had them, including like PZ Myers and a whole bunch of other people, with Randy sitting in the middle. <laughs> it was very cute. But you know that kind of jocularity should tell you okay, why you should go to Tam. Jocularity. Yes. Jocular. It's it's open to everybody. You know, for, the one of the great things is forty percent of the people there this year at Tam were women. So we had a good mix of men and women nice. that, you know, not, there were a lot of Anglo-Saxons, but plenty of people of color and not color. Uh, <laughs> Clear? <Yes. laughs> Clear oh, we're the people from Norway, of yeah. course. <laughs> they would get a lot Norway! of there. <laughs> uh, plenty of people there who are obviously gender something. Oh, it, they had a gender. That's yeah. nice. There were people there who were definitely gay, definitely straight, yeah. you know, transgender. We had a nice mix of it's people. It's a big tent. Yes, <laughs> it is a big, big tent, and it's it's awesome. And just just save up the money like Dave is talking about, and try to go next year. But if you can go to something like Dragon Con or Skepticon, Texas or, Free Thought Convention, Texas Free Thought Convention coming up in October. Yep. It's cheaper. It's it's still worth going because it's a lot of the same awesome people. Right. Okay. All right. So speaking about awesome, go to Tam. Go to Tam. Go to Tam. Speaking <laughs> about Tam, there's another three-letter word that we do here. Oh, <laughs> sex. Oh no no we don't do that here. Let's do it. I'm, I did. I did. I got an awkward <laughs> silence. Yeah. I did That's the po. My domain. <laughs> oh, you did the po. Today today's. Poe is brought to you by uh, David Harcourt. In the corner. Okay. So what I've done, I've kind of gone back traditional here. I've got a list of four products. And three of these are products you can buy from members of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Oh, oh so right here in San Antonio. No, actually national. Oh, okay. Okay, we don't have enough locally. So a three little, of these still are a little bit of local flavor. Three of these are products that you can buy through members of the Holistic National National Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Wait, I've I've got and I only one, have two. I gave up. I've made up. Do you, you have two? There's two pages. There's two on each page. Right, I have Arclight and Indigo Life Balance on both of them. Oh, sh- oh shoot. What do you have? I have yeah. all four. Oh. Well, to you listener who, <laughs> while they figure that out, who, a stapling who are just listening along. There's a um, stapling error. Hopefully by uh, tomorrow, uh, David will have posted the text to this to our blog, skepticwire.blogspot.com, and you can go and read along with us. Dave's a, a one-sided printer kind of guy. <laughs> Had he chosen to print this on the front and the back, but perhaps this could have been avoided. Well, I had to edit the, first, the front page, so I reprinted the front page, and then I had, had to pull everything okay. apart. All right. no, don't then, worry, I'll, I'll listen, and then I'll just uh, you'll go first, and then I'll take, okay. take your pages. Okay, one of these I made up. The other three are products you can buy, seriously. From the Chamber of Commerce. Go okay. for it. Number one is um, 
Auric Light. I offer a selection of jewelry designed to complement your style, enhance your energy, and balance your aura. Each piece of jewelry is designed to have a different effect on your energy and mood. Red Jewelry. When you want more passion in your life, then you should try this color. Red is great to get in touch with your anima. A perfect gift for the dynamic and strong person who loves to be active and strong and is looking for some loving. (laughs) Yellow jewelry. (laughs) When you need more fun in your life, you should try this color. Yellow is great to enjoy the beautiful things in life. It protects your solar plexus area. A perfect gift for the smart and fun person who loves to teach but is often too busy reading and partying. Norway! (laughs) Green jewelry. A great way to protect your heart by wearing this gem close to your heart area. The perfect gift for the talkative person who is very social but needs some loving for themselves. Violet jewelry. For the visionary person who has everything already, a perfect gift to be even more creative, magical, and create the dream into reality. By the way, he said violet and not violent. (laughs) Blue jewelry. When you have a hard time to relax, you should try this color. Blue is great to protect the throat area. A perfect gift for the passionate person who loves to support others but is often shy and introverted. That's number one. That's number one. Sounds like your horoscope. Yeah, I don't know about the blue. But okay, number is, two. Number two is Indigo. What is Indigo? The Indigo is a new device that arose out of an already amazing device called SIO. SIO stands for Scientific Consciousness Interface Operations System. New breakthroughs in quantum technology were developed, thus leading to the launch of the Indigo. The Indigo Quantum Biofeedback System is <laughs> the science of mathematics, quantum physics, fractal dynamics, subspace theory, electronics, and computer programming. The, the programs include information from the following modalities. Holy Christ. Naturopathy, homeopathy, <laughs> acupuncture, chiropractic, energy medicine, psychology, aromatherapy, flexology, color therapy, neurolinguistic programming, biofeedback, and a rife resonator. Right. It also resonator. incorporates knowledge of metaphysical subjects to bring unique synergetic perspective to natural. Yeah. No, uh, Gary, uh, rife resonator is from Scooby Doo. <laughs> rife resonator. <laughs> That's number two. <laughs> Okay, apparently, Kelly does not like Scooby-Doo. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to number For three. For once, number the dog three has good timing. Is the orator or a translator? Approximately 5% of the population can see auras, but most don't know how to properly interpret them. The orator or a translator allows anyone to easily match an aura with our validated aura match personality profile system. You can adjust Trademark. the hue and density of the orator screen until it matches the aura, and the aura match personality profile is displayed. The aura match system uses a three-point scale relating to the person's physical, emotional, and spiritual balance. Connect orator to your computer, and you can even download and print the results. The benefits of knowing what an aura tells you about a person are endless. Is this person trustworthy? Is this person reliable? Could this be the love of your life? If you are one of the lucky few who can see auras, why not take advantage of your special ability and see what's in the souls of the people you interact with every day? Number just, four. Just read, just read the, the uh, Stephen King novel, Insomnia, and see how great it is to be, see people's auras. That guy goes <laughs> crazy. 
Number three, and look at this name, Seora Sinus Allergy Relief. Seora oh. Science Al- Allergy Relief chips are extremely effective in dealing with sinus allergies. Seora's products operate from the infusion of, of intrinsic energy into the holographic chip. The chip aids the body to move itself toward the optimum energy state. And it's good with ranch sauce. Seora's <laughs> Sinus Allergy Relief chip integrates internally with the body's energetic fields that deal with sinuses. Nothing enters the body. Intrinsic energy operates in the quantum physics area, smaller than an atom. As a result, there is currently no device capable of measuring the signal. However, the effects of these signals can be measured anecdotally. Because there are no chemicals... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the reaction is subtle, and there are no highs, lows, or other side effects. Proper placement, the Zora trans- transparent holographic sinoallergy relief chip should be placed directly behind the right ear. For additional relief, placing an additional chip behind the left ear may increase relief. I made one of those up. Oh, boy, wow. howdy. Now, can I read yours? Yes. Okay, there's no answers on this. Okay. So the first we had was the colored... Greg, you first. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel all high and mighty. We decided five minutes ago that I was going to go first. Since you're talking, why don't you go first, Greg? You feel like you're punishing me, Mr. All-Powerful, arms crossed, I'm lording over you, dude? It's my Poe. <laughs> and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes! And now there's an awkward silence at the people at home going, what the hell is going on Oh, there? people know that song. Nobody's... No, I know that. Oh, okay. They're just going, God. yeah, they're not the fast forwarding. Guess what, folks? One of us is sober. Yes. Um, Actually, two of us are sober. One's just slightly buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? All right, so the first one was about uh, the color jewelry, each one having... You know, a special effect that a lot of them seem to overlap and very, like a horoscope. Next was an indigo device, uh, the, the sicko device, S-C-I-O. Um, I had a whole big old list of jargon terms, and that just makes you want to scream someone made that up, but it may not necessarily be David <laughs> who made that up, because that's what these people do. Um... Yeah, yeah, just the the refrigerator. <laughs> that's that's just that plain funny. The the aura later translator, the aura later aura translator, you really have to pronounce very carefully, otherwise you're translating something else, which yeah. is kind of sexy. Um, and just you know, has, is the right amount of jargon and and stuff and the whole stuff about you know persons being trustworthy sounds like a lot of those uh, um, background check services that they're now advan- announcing a lot on TV and then the Psyora sinus allergy relief chips which I just I just imagine someone taking your uh, you know a a Dorito and putting it behind their ear and saying that's that's, that's gonna help my sinuses. It's like, uh, I, oh boy. Um, I'm not going to go with the Indigo device because it sounds so like a list of stuff that we would do. And I don't think you would do it that easy. Um, and I think I'm just, I'm going to go with the sinus allergy relief chip as the fake. 
because it does really try to get in the holographic and the energy fields. Um, it just seems too over the top that no one would be that credulous, but maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, your, your, your thoughts are cogent and well thought out. Wait, <laughs> since when? <laughs> uh, uh, well, first of all, I, I think they got the, the first one wrong with some of the colors. Uh, I don't think blue jewelry is shy and introverted, or blue being, being that color. Well, uh, I learned in grade school that green is supposed to be horny, so. Well, right, right. Uh, a red obviously is passion. That's that's fairly straightforward. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you talk. All right, no worries. Uh, the second one, I, I was going for the second one originally because it was Indigo Quantum Biofeedback System, which is IQBS. <laughs> uh, and then it listed like everything. <laughs> But I, I have seen websites where they list everything. It cures every bloody thing. And I was leaning strongly towards the chips as well, mainly because I thought they were, yeah, they were, you would eat them. And then they said holographic, and then you put it behind your ear. I don't know. I, and the, 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 or, the aura later, aura translator. Say that ten <laughs> times fast. <laughs> but don't say it to your mother, because then you'll get a slap. That's right. That... They, they've. It seems to me that would be an easy one to implement, because all you have to do is say, "Oh, do you, you see this color?" And it kind of does what the first one does, which is just lists. Oh, purple yeah. means he's royalty, or something. And it, it's like, it, do you see this color? No. Well, then you have this color, and you're this. Yeah, right. And yeah. and that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm. I gotta go with the. Uh, okay. The the, the auric light. Sounds like it was. It's a small, like you said. It's it's from the holistic chamber of commerce, so it, it yeah. does sound like uh, someone. So I'm gonna go with the Auralator Aura Translator as the Poe. So Gary went for number three, and Greg went for number, number four. four. Hopefully, he neither said of us speaking into the third person. Hopefully, none of us got a number two. Okay, so. <laughs> No. Okay. I'm immature. Yeah, it's going to be number two, isn't it? Yeah. So, so um, the uh, the first one, the jewelry, is, is real. It's real, okay. Right. Jewelry's real, and that's from auriclight.net. And, um, Not endorsed by the Skeptic Wire podcast. <laughs> the Indigo Quantum Biofeedback System is real. Ah, not ah. Also not endorsed by the Skeptic Wire podcast. I don't know, IQBS. That is www.indigolifebalance.com. So one of us got it right. Yay! Oh, <laughs> we suck. Oh, come on. Even people who are separated by hundreds of miles in the SGU... There we go. That's because Bob just sit there and goes, clap. Right. Going in order, the third one, the Orlator or a Translator... I made up. Yes! Oh, good job, Gary. <laughs> the sea aura sinus allergy relief is, is real. real. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That was real. That was good. <laughs> well, con- congratulations on a convincing BS. <laughs> yes. And and that's why we talk about these things on uh, on this little pose core segment to say. It, it, it means nothing. The, even <laughs> those of us who try to pretend like we know what we're talking about on this fun little podcast, who try to think rationally, 
it's so hard to tell. <laughs> In fact, Gary, you were saying you found somebody, something today, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I was at, at Costco. Costco sells pretty much everything. So I'm walking through there in the in the little sports section. They have the Ionic Energy bracelets or something like that. Could you repeat that? The, the Ionic Energy bracelets. Okay. And it's, it's a it's a two pack. Twenty nine dollars for two. Why would you need two? One for each wrist. Well, one for or, each arm. Or or for you a know friend? your significant other or oh. whatever. One for each two point five children you have now, in there. I, I I literally literally laughed out loud because on it said guaranteed thirteen hundred ions. <laughs> <laughs> Even know what that means. Do you, you like you have to go through with a little pair of tweezers and How say? How do you test it exactly? You only have twelve hundred fifty ions. Yeah. I want my money back. Right. So so I like I have I have a degausser, but I'm not really certain it would work. There's on, a, there's a pill this. for that now. So I thought, okay, they're selling two for twenty nine dollars in a nice little you know that gives you uh what, what they call it package package rage uh, because it's you know you can't you have to use like a knife and. And, you, you have know, to use physics. scissors to get the scissors out of the package. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those. So I, I decided to Google um, Ion Health Energy Band. Oh. And what comes up when you do that is Alibaba.com. <laughs> Sorry, what? Alibaba. A-L-I-B-A-B-A dot com. And they have oh my God. <laughs> Ionic Energy Bracelets from Jiman Fuk Technology and Shenzhen... Kuyun Fu rubber products. <laughs> they make these bands. All, every every place that makes these bands is in China. And probably also or they Hong sell Kong. their products to AdamandEve.com. It's very possible. <laughs> and it turns out that you can buy this exact band by five hundred from seventy five cents to two dollars a piece. <laughs> now the the skeptic bros. Skeptic right. brothers do this. They they go 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 through one of and these we companies. Have, we have the uh, and I have some of these. So it was just placebo bears. Just amazing the the markup. Now granted, they have to ship it over from China and then put it in this package that's going to piss you off. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was quite amazing, and I'm going to write a sternly worded letter <laughs> to to Costco and oh, say, Costco. "What are you Good. doing with this pseudoscientific?" Because they like well, you know. AGB's got them. Walmart's got them. Yeah, they yeah. do. But you got to start Everybody's somewhere. got them. But yeah. that's that's the important thing that they talked about at TAM, right. is that you got to just get involved. You remind the people who sell these stuff that if they keep doing it, you will hit them in their wallet. You will tell people to stop buying at Costco or stop doing that. Because, you go to Sports Authority, oh, yeah. big display yeah. right as you come in. Yeah. But you know, for every one person who writes a letter... They think there's another thousand people out there who just haven't written that letter. Yeah. So if you have more people complaining about the sport ionic bands than are saying, I'm so glad you carry this bullshit. Ooh, I well, can walk remember, in there with a degausser. Yeah, I actually, did a, I actually and, did a federal, what was it, federal trade? Uh, did a formal complaint with the federal government. But yeah, with the, with, the, with the power band. Yeah. yeah. Same, well, this is the same thing. It's the same thing. They just changed the name. Yeah. So. And except they guarantee that there's a, at least 1,300 ions. All right. So <laughs> everybody out there who's listening at your next Skeptics <laughs> Gathering, bring a bunch of pieces of paper and have everybody write a letter to Costco saying, stop carrying this stuff. This is why it doesn't work. Just Be polite. It. But yeah. say, this is 
hook them and and you know get them to stop it. And uh, you know, we realize you have to make a living, but make a living selling stuff that we yeah. can actually S- sell. Do stuff. Sell six packs of coffins. We don't care. <laughs> At least those are practical. <laughs> I think C.K. Lewis has a bit on that I'm or sure. something. But <laughs> or Lewis C.K. Lewis C.K. Yes, thank you. Okay. God, I'm an idiot. Okay, <laughs> now there's a there's a science story. I want to talk about this week. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. We don't talk about science stories on here. Wanted to talk about it last week. Ran out of time. We're going to talk about it this week. Oh. Um, One of those stories. Uh, yeah. This One is, of those stories that you did about 20 hours worth of research on, and then we cut you off. Yeah. And then we'll let you talk, because yeah. we keep talking about our inane jokes, and then yeah. ramble on and on and on yeah. and on and on and on about yeah. damn. Just keep on going. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's really disgusting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get that out of your system. By the way, Dave does not hate us. He just takes us with a grain of salt. He plays it well. You know, you were talking about about Richard Dawkins earlier. Uh Uh-huh. And Richard Dawkins once answered a question, what are the three most interesting unanswered questions in biology? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? One is... Where do magnets come from? (laughs) Fucking magnets. What is consciousness? He said, what is is consciousness? He wouldn't say that way. First one? Consciousness. Why is there sex? Oh, I don't even want to answer that. And <laughs> how did life begin? Uh, given my life, I, I don't know if there is sex. But and, and we're going to talk about the third one. And um, we kind of talked about this last week because, you know, we talked about the 15 questions that evolutionists can't yeah, answer. Right. And one of them is, well, how did life begin? Well, not, and, not only life, but how did the universe begin? Yeah. But specifically, yeah, we can talk about the universe next week, but we're going to talk about life. <laughs> and this is an actual viable controversy and question that we don't have an answer to. Right. And there's because, you know, if, if evolution of... is your answer to creationism, they mm-hmm. kind of have a point to say, okay, we go, we go a step how, further. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're not answering how That, that how we are willing to say we don't know yet. And it is, a, yeah, and that's kind of unsatisfying to me. You know, now this. Then get your ass back to church. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it's a fascinating question, and and I'm always kind of looking. This, I think we've taken a big step in the past couple of years, and then there's a new study that just came out. This is really really interesting. Ever since they've discovered these uh, geothermal vents, okay, talking around the point. Get to it. <laughs> kind of talking about, kind of been focusing on this because this is a kind of an engine of heat and. And activity that the earlier, you know, we talking about the pond scum and stuff. It, th- those models really never worked because you didn't have an energy source. Yeah, we, you know, maybe there was not light or something, but there was geothermal energy pouring out of these ocean vents. Right now, mm-hmm. you've got that. Okay, and, and the assumption has always been that life started in the ocean because it makes sense. <laughs> it hasn't always been that way because I remember ponds, you know. But okay, water. Water, uh, clay, water. I, I, but you never. They're the still saying water, open... but maybe not at the surface in tidal pools, but deep down where there's these hydrothermic vents yeah. where it's dark, but there's lots right. of extra energy and heat. Right, because the problem with the theory of just water is you're never going to get the concentrations you need for the materials to kind of start binding together. Okay, so what we've got now, and there's there's a couple studies. There's 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 a study in '06 that came out that looked at the these. Um, rocks around the geothermal vents and did a lot of computer modeling and testing and things and found that um, organic molecules can collect in tiny spores in these rocks, okay? So they've done a lot of testing and found that these, you know, little like millimeter wide 
uh, uh, pores in this very porous rock can start collecting, and then it reaches a certain uh, density where they start binding together and polymerizing and getting mm -hmm. in these long chains. Okay, this is very interesting because these are the precursors to your RNA. Which we talk, once you get the RNA, we see the RNA world, and we've pretty much worked things you get out from there. Because you have RNA, you can, RNA can replicate. It can access enzymes. It can create um, proteins. But, but the, the the problem is just right now, from what you said up to this point, is you get the long molecule chains, but they're not. They don't reproduce. They're just. Just, it's just a chemical reaction of different chemicals coming together and bonding. Exactly. Okay. Now, that's what the new study addresses. Ah! That's what the new study that just came out addresses. And um, it's extremely interesting because they have done a lot of computer modeling on the types of molecules that can form in these uh, porous rocks. And what then, based on the temperature gradients of the rock, the, the dimensions of the, of the cell walls and things like that, what can these actually do? Cell walls of, of the rock. Uh, yeah, the rock. Not, not yeah. When I say cell, it's like, it, it's very important because, of course, now we have cells that have their own barriers. But before cells had these barriers, we had an artificial cells, right. which are these tiny or, or, pores. Or, or before there rocks. were cells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had, there were spaces. There, there were, were spaces that spaces. allowed this kind of um, chemical binding and reproduction to happen. And what this study says that yes, these these long chains of molecules can fold, they can they hybridize which is which is when they get the the helix. So um the single a, helix, not a double helix, the which is double DNA. helix. Well, that's DNA, not RNA. Well, RNA can RNA can do that. They form the latter, which what what that does is it 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 helps that RNA um become more stable. Okay, but you need that to reproduce. So basically, it is the double helix is less of a helix than a ladder, right? Yeah. But the the point being that the it's kind of a negative of the RNA lines up and then breaks off and then floats into another cavity. Okay. Huh? So what's happening is you're actually having stable molecules reproducing themselves, breaking off floating into other cavities of the rock, and the more stable ones are kind of taking over. So even before you have cells, you have this kind of reproduction and, and uh, selection for the more stable molecules kind of spreading out in these porous rocks. And you also have, if they're moving, like if one strand of DNA is replicating in one space and it's staying the same and then one slips into another space... You have separation, like separation of species on continents, that allows diversity and mutations to creep in. And what they're yeah. calling to information. Cause, Something yeah, that's different. To create different populations forward. because you have that separation where you've got one group over here, one group over here, and this yes. one starts changing a little more. Yes. And they diverge. And you can imagine that some of these are going to be able to enter a cavity where another one already exists and use those enzymes to kind of break it up and use those parts to, to build its own, right. you know, its own master, you know, DNA, RNA. And so the more stable ones are going to start proliferating through the rocks. And so you can imagine now we've got RNA that can put, do two things. They can replicate and they can act as an enzyme. And they, so they can actually start building proteins because you've got amino acids in that water too that right. are collecting these two. 
And one thing that RNA can do is start building proteins out of amino acids. And if it happens to start building proteins that are beneficial to its replication, like they interfere with other RNA strands that don't have the right combination, that's evolution right Right. there. And they can start building cell walls, and they can start building the portals that get stuck in the cell walls that allow only certain things to come in and out of their little pore. I never really thought of that way. It's amazing. So it allows you to get some complicated things going on before it has to start, because what they've said is that the cell walls are a later evolutionary step. First, you've got the internal cell structure, and then later, those proteins can start building those cell walls, and then they can start detaching from those rocks. And it's fascinating. There's still some problems. They don't know how the initial um, nucleotides form, and um, but but we're, we're getting... This is a huge step, huge step that we've made in the past couple of years. And, and, if, and if someone, uh, some creationist says, well, how did life begin? You don't know that. Well, you know what? You can tell them we got some really good models, and we're getting very, very close. And we talked last week about what there's a big prize of who's uh, – there's going to be a big competition of coming up with the best uh, epigenesis theories. I think this is going to be a, a terrific, terrific um, uh, entry in that. So it's very exciting to me, and um, it's a really yeah. cool study. And granted, it, they've they, they've done computer models, so hopefully they will start um, testing actual yeah, yeah yeah in the lab yeah. Well, it, you know, the it's a great hypothesis, and it may be very powerful. The only unfortunate thing is that we'll never one hundred percent know exactly how life began. Yeah, but you know, it, it's important just to have a plausible yeah. scenario to say. It can happen, but uh, you know, but purely we, we natural could even processes. Be, we could even have things like we definitely can figure out that this is a very likely way that life started, and that's really a strong, you know, with computer modeling and experiments, and maybe some actual fossil evidence we find eventually. But maybe we don't find that fossilized evidence, yeah, and find out later that yes, it did happen that way, but it happened on Mars. Yeah, it could have happened somewhere else, and then in a different process, got passed over a here. different energy source. I mean, it could be something different. Yeah. What's fascinating about this is you've got these rocks, there's millions of them, billions of of pores of different sizes, different shapes, different temperatures, different temperature gradients uh, in a constant flow because you've got hot water on one side, cold water on the other, constant flow of water full of different kind of materials flowing through. So you have a huge uh, experiment going on at the bottom of the ocean floor. Right. A seething cauldron of life. So, you know, it can find just the right size and shape and temperature, temperature gradient, flow, and, and it just happens to happen, you know, on one rock. It's pretty neat. Mm. So, and, um, and that's, that's science that just makes you feel inspired. Like, wow, that would yeah. be amazing. It's much more inspiring than God put God some clay it. together yeah. and blew, <laughs> and blew, life blew into it. it. Yeah. To me, to me. Yeah. It's much more inspiring. Oh, that uh, just makes me feel all tingly. So, lightning round. Lightning, lightning round. Lightning round. Woohoo. Lightning round. Lightning <laughs> round. Get your ass ready for that lightning round. Anyway. Lightning! <laughs> oh. Lightning round. Lightning.
Okay, so um, for viewers new to the podcast, um, we... Listeners. Sorry. <laughs> for the hearing impaired who are listening to our podcast... I'm sorry, that was insensitive. Um, for new listeners to our podcast, um, we, during the week, will email stories to each other. Oh, we should talk about this on the podcast. Oh, we should talk about this on the podcast. And we always have, always have too, too much. So the solution we came up with was the lightning round. We decide that we're going to give each topic 90 seconds for any and all fellow podcasters to talk about, and that's all they get. So that's all they get to talk about, one topic, however much they may have researched on it. There's only one exception to this rule. Once per episode, one person is allowed to say, I want a mulligan, and they can go for another 30 seconds. Yeah. Or so. But being the moderator, I'm going to decide if that's viable or not. So, <laughs> If it's a good excuse or not, I'll let people go. Um, but here we go with the lightning round. Yay! Uh, item number one. Whoopi Goldberg was in the news this week, apparently. Um, <laughs> something about being a nun. And it wasn't about her popular 1990s, 1980s film. Anybody oh. got anything to say about that? She was on The View, and they had a psychic on, did they not? This is the Psychic Twins. Are the Psychic These Twins? These are the Psychic Twins. The Psychic Twins has a new book out called, oh, 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 what is it called? Um, it's a call, psychic called Psychic Intelligence psychic or something? Yeah. This is the Psychic Twins. They're, they're like 30, stupid. but they've been, they just, they're very good at marketing. They were on The View, but they told yeah. Whoopi Goldberg on The View that she was a, a German nun, cloistered nun, in the 1700s or something like that, uh, in a previous really? life, yeah. And and, Gold, and Whoopi, I supposedly said, you know, that makes sense. I always wanted to be a nun. I was, I just had that in me. I just wanted to be a nun. I don't know <laughs> if she was being flippant. I don't know, because I, I kind of have a little bit of respect for Goldie. Uh, Whoopi. She seems I don't know. like but, someone who would not really take that that seriously. But you never know with all the Scientologists in Hollywood. I can't believe yeah. the View had these psyche twins on. <laughs> Come on! Oh, oh, come on! It's the view. Well, isn't one of the viewers the the people the woman on the view like totally right wing Christian woman? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's a balance. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk about these psychic twins for a couple of weeks. Cause they're just they have this new book is just amazing. They have like they're the they have like twin tuition kind of cute stuff like that, you know. But uh, they're very popular, and I just don't understand why. Because it's psychic. psychic. <laughs> That's enough out of that. Yeah. All right. Um, there is some new physics in the news, and it's about waves, and it's not the phenomenon at uh, baseball parks. It is about um, actual waves in liquids. In liquids. Yeah, this is uh, really cool. It's on, uh, if, if, I, I always follow Fizzorg because it has some cool stuff. But um, they were trying to find... They were experimenting with Faraday waves. Yeah, they were playing in the bath. So they you, were playing the Faraday in the waves bath, is where you take, you get like two plates of, of glass, like a millimeter apart, and millimeter half apart, right, and you do a vertical vibration and see what happens. Because that, that's, you get it right at the point where it kind of, kind of comes chaotic at the surface, and it starts creating all these different weird waves. Right. And they they go ahead. And then they, they found a, a standing wave... Uh, which they apparently had never seen before in liquid, uh, which are, they're calling a, it's, it resembled what they said a profile of a three-dimensional axisymmetric oscillon, which is a type of wave that um, it's at the surface of a layer of vibrating bronze beads, but had not been seen 
in liquid. And so what's really cool about this particular wave is it, it, it shows that you can get a very large oscillation from a very small one. So you have interaction of a whole bunch of different waves. And that's where they're saying perhaps this could explain rogue waves. It's kind of a chaos type of theory. Oh, okay. Uh, sort yeah. of a chaos theory where you have simple things building up into complex patterns. But the yeah. cool thing about this is it's a standing wave, and so it repeats. And if you look yeah, at the picture on Fizzorg, it yeah. almost looks like it's about, it's about to collapse, but it doesn't, and so it goes back down. And it kind of goes up in the side. That's it. Goes, That's it. Cool. Yeah. 90 seconds. It is pretty cool to watch. All right. All right. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> Hush. All right. Next on the docket is apparently, with nothing else better to do, uh, some scientists have been studying the rock-paper-scissors conundrum. And not rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Actual... No, you no, you curse you! <laughs> no, this is, no, this is about... Um, Go for it. It's been observed that people cannot really help themselves to imitate. If, you, if someone's like tapping their foot or do something, you automatically imitate what you see in, 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 in some way. But they didn't know... They, what they wanted to do is to test this reaction if it doesn't benefit you. To do the imitation. In rock, paper, scissors, you never want to do exactly what the other person is doing because that's a draw. Right. So that what they did is they did different tests with one person blindfolded, two people blindfolded. If, the, if you blindfold both people doing rock, paper, scissors, the number of draws drops dramatically. If people are seeing each other do rock, paper, scissors, which you think is a random thing, there is a slight bit of imitation going on where you're seeing slight muscle movements of the person across from you, and you, you imitate what they're doing. You blindfold somebody, and all of a sudden, that, that those draws drop. And it shouldn't make... You should not, as strategy, be imitating the person you're, right. you're playing against. Right. So it's against your interest to do that, but it is, it's just a human urge that it cannot be overcome. But, but you notice it, like, it's that uh, neuralistic programming, so-called. But if you watch Darren Brown, he does it where we, we, if you listen to some of our past podcasts, someone will say a number in like five or ten seconds later, someone else will say another so-called random number. It's the same number as the Prime. person as the person before. We, we do that all the time on this podcast. It's something I pay attention to now. Okay. All right. Good job. Um, being at TAM, as I was this week, I didn't have a lot of time to look up news stories myself, uh, but printing out what I could find of what you guys did, I found one news story myself that it was I was flabbergasted to buy, not because of the actual science, but because I didn't know the previous science, <laughs> which was that um, this week they announced that Hubble had discovered a fourth moon around Pluto. My ignorance was I didn't know about the other two. I <laughs> yeah. thought there was only Charon. Yeah. So anybody want to go in on this one? Well, I actually knew they did have two. Uh, Pluto had two moons. I didn't know about the third one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what we care, Pluto's not even a moon anyway. Well, we care because we're going there, right? And this <coughs> is your preparation for going there. The, right. So, it, Well, it, the New Horizons mission is already on its way. Right. So they're checking in, things in out before they're kind of checking things out. To, it's to a good something. idea to so know what's orbiting this rock that yes. you're going to go to. So I think what's cool is this thing is like 10 miles wide, and it's like 3 billion miles away, <laughs> and you can see That's it. insane. And you can see it with yeah. the Hubble. And, and it's then when not you get just... James Webb, it's going to be like, you can see, like, you'll probably be able to, you know, see like 10 times that much. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it, 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 it's very disappointing that they're trying to kill the James Webb. I know this is a Hubble thing. 
But, but with, Hubble leads to James Webb Space Telescope. Right, because the, the web is a six and a half meter, right? Six and a half meter dish or a group of, of mirrors. And so you'll get a lot more clarity, not only uh, within the solar system but beyond. So you might actually get uh, even better pictures of actual uh, exoplanets. So Pluto has four moons. Pluto has four moons. At and least. We could, and we could, we could see the little dudes hanging out there uh, waiting to attack us. If we get a better space, when are we going to be there? How long is it going to take? Uh, like four more years. Four years? Yeah, four. It's like three billion, billion we're, we're, miles we're, we're, away. Yeah, we're halfway there, <laughs> or we were a couple of months ago. And so there are no fuel stations years. along the way. No. No rest stops. <laughs> so Pluto, the non-planet. All right, um, and apparently um, we've got some news from the political world. No, not about the presidential campaign or any pseudoscience or <laughs> stuff like that, or Rick Perry. Calling for prayer again. Which we'll get to in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but. Well, actually, it, it'll have to be next week, won't it? Yeah, pretty Two much. Two weeks. Oh, well. We should talk about it all the time, because that's really interesting for the <laughs> listeners. Um, anyway. What anyway. do you got here, Craig? Craig, what do you got? I, 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 was, I, I was like, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere, but my brain is not good working thing. Um, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of a good working thing person who is more smart than I be, um, Hillary Clinton is in the news talking about tolerance, free speech, and religion. Uh, she's speakery good. Okay, so the UN just passed a resolution. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, start Wait, over. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry about that. My finger slipped. I pressed the button too soon. That never <laughs> happens to me. Just give me five minutes. I'll be okay to go again. Can uh, I go now? Go ahead. Okay. I was interested in this because if you've been following uh, the UN uh, lately, the past couple of years, the um, Islamic countries, there's a uh, Organization of Islamic Conference, has been trying to pass an anti-blasphemy uh, resolution in the UN. Seems every year they bring it up. And yeah. uh, to our credit, the U.S. has said no. You know, stand up to free freedom of expression, freedom of <clears throat> speech. And um, it comes up constantly. Well, finally, there's been a compromise, and everybody has signed on to it. And it's basically a resolution, 1618, uh, for uh, religious freedom and to combat religious intolerance through education and, you know, just kind of interfaith dialogue. But, but only criminalizing um, speech when it incites violence. Okay. Okay. So the the but, no fire, screaming fire in a, in a uh, film place. Right, but rule. okay. The the cartoons of Muhammad. Then I don't think that's. I hopefully that's not what they're talking but about. But that incited <clears throat> violence. Actually, it was the Muslims who it's, incited it's violence. Saying, but you know what I'm saying. So where where do you then you have to define where that that. I think if you're is. calling for violence. Okay, but they said incite violence, and so drawing a picture of your. Your icon, your precious icon, is going to be very dangerous. So, I, great that they said it's free speech. Uh, now it's just a matter of education. <laughs> okay, we went a bit over 90 seconds there, but apparently I can't count this late. <laughs> uh, your thing counts up, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> my, my thumbs are stupid. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. live with it. All right. Um, uh, appropriately enough, the next topic is, is the internet making us more stupider? Uh, no. No. That's not what it says. 
<laughs> okay, is the internet replacing our ability to remember? Go. Um, no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes? Perhaps. Go ahead. Think the, about the, it for okay, a few the, minutes. The, 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 <laughs> like smartphones. Okay, you've got phones that now have all of your phone numbers in them. I don't remember anybody's phone number, but I do know the name that is associated of someone. But if someone says, oh, what's their number? Is it a 386? I don't know. So it's not making my memory. It's just how I remember what things and what are. you choose to put energy into memorizing yeah. if you don't need to. So I guess that's been happening. I guess there's been some studies done that people are just memorizing fewer facts and spending more of their mental energy knowing how to look things up. Yeah. Right. Because you, they got the answers at their fingertips. You remember how to search for something on Google and what's the best way to find <laughs> what you need. Yeah. And people have always done this to a certain extent, even if we have journals and phone books and things like that. If you don't have to memorize it, and you can write it down somewhere and offload that memory. People have done it. And now we're just able to do it in a, a huge extent with the it, internet. It's more of a meta-knowledge, which is how I do stuff anyway. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't remember a lot of facts, but I remember experiences and how to do things. As yeah. opposed to the, the actual facts that lead up to the things. Right? So, yeah, I, I, I agree. That I, I, can, I, I bet there's been a great deal of less memorization since a people because memori- if, you know you get, if you know it's you can get the, if you know you can get the information then you just don't put Mulligan. the energy into uh, memorizing it. All right, keep going. <laughs> We're going. Thirty seconds. And I guess that's the point. If you if if in the back of your head, I don't have to remember this. Right. I can look it up. You don't put the mental energy into memorizing. Uh, in, and in certain cases, that makes sense. Uh, it depends on what you're doing. Like in school, you're told to memorize a lot of stuff. I know as electrical engineer, we had to memorize a whole bunch of formulas, yeah. formulas that you we knew. Uh, would probably never have to know. So yeah. we we didn't, you know, it was a temporary memorization. Uh, for only five seconds? Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good use of that time. <laughs> well, if you guys want to talk about it more, write on the blog. Absolutely. We need more blog entries, guys. Um, not listeners. I'm talking about these guys in the room with me. And any uh, other yeah, I'm not too invisible good about creatures. That. <laughs> All right, um, and uh, our penultimate story is uh, Bert R- Rutan. Um, is that a drag queen? Wait, wait, no. no. That's our, oh, penultimate, yeah. Yeah, penultimate. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not always stupid. <laughs> thumbs My are. thumbs are stupid. Yes. <laughs> um, Bert Rutan, either personally or his company or her company or whatever the heck's yes. going on. Uh, has made a flying car. He yes, and the amazing thing is, uh, it wasn't roadworthy. It wasn't allowed on the road, <laughs> but they managed to get it. It can now go on the road and is now allowed to fly. And I think this is just a cool, cool little geeky thing. Just it's it's a it's a dual fuselage vehicle. Um, it's like the the pod things from Empire Strikes Back in yeah. the the, the uh, Cloud City. That, that the dual was, pod things that were... That was an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. At Cloud City, oh, the little gosh. ships that escorted <laughs> the freaking Millennium Falcon to Cloud City so Lando could be all... Anyway. You know what I've always <laughs> thought you, about Mr. with the whole flying car thing is how do you keep them from crashing into each other? And I did follow that study, and there's also technology into the anti-collision. There is. And it's, it, they, they, they talk about flocking. So, huh. <laughs> they're t- flocking technology. What do you call me? Uh, okay. Is, <laughs> Go ahead. 
go ahead. I mean, so I guess they're they're looking at, at swarming, flocking yeah. type that, of behaviors for these things. That, that, that is an interesting thing to think that about. That is cool. The, the thing about flying cars is they're probably, like, if they're probably props. And if you're in, like, a stiff headwind, it's probably better just to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you can actually just sit there like a falcon and not move because you've got this wind coming over and you're not going to move any faster than some guy in a walker. <laughs> probably right. Um. Okay, that's all I want to say. All right, because you know, we, 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 get, we get down to five seconds, like, I can't, I can't get anything done. I'm trying to warn you, you just wouldn't look at me. All right, and our last story, our ultimate story, which I think I'm just going to let us take the podcast out on, um, is uh, there's a little story on www. I guess I don't really have to say that part, but woaicom slash news, a news place. I think in South Carolina was it? Well, woai is local, but they oh, okay. they posted it from another news station. Okay, in so North Carolina. I think Our local San Antonio <laughs> news place reposted a story on this couple somewhere who I guess we're in South Carolina. Who I think it was North Carolina. It was a Carolina. Okay, it was in Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> a couple. No, it was definitely who, south. <laughs> basically, they went went to Walmart, bought some Walmarty stuff, and came home or some or on their way home realized that their Walmart receipt kind of looked like something. Whatever the ink or whatever was on the receipt kind of well, looks yeah, like they something. saw Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And they claim it's Jesus. And, and it does not look like Jesus. If it's Jesus, it's a very angry Jesus. Yeah. It Go. definitely looks like a face. I'm kind of torn whether this is pure random and I've got the pareidolia, but it does look, I mean, it's got the irises and the yeah. eyelids. It looks and like a bearded face. It's, it looks, it's a thermal printing type of thing. So either something went wrong with the thermal printer. The other thing that can happen is if it's near heat, whatever, you know, likely. that heat can yeah. cause it to blacken. So they but left it down sure the looks like a face. It could be. It yeah. could be random. It could be random. It sure looks like a face. But Doesn't look dude, the way you get from that face to it's Jesus this is amazing to me. Wow. One thing you don't know what Jesus looks like, which right. is kind of crazy. So that's a very good point. I'm going to give us 90 seconds. But let's, but let's just go with the cultural icon of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't it doesn't look, look like that. that. I'm going to give us 90 <laughs> seconds. And we're just going to all think of as many different faces that it could possibly look like. First of all, you got to see this video because yeah. these are very religious people. All right, so and they <laughs> think that God has come down and blessed them yes. with, this yeah. fo- with this picture. Very, very southern, very credible. Uh, cr- credulous. Credible? Credulous, <laughs> thank you. Credible that it is something where it's really just, you know, random stuff that kind of looks like a face, but let's see how many different faces that we can come up with that Osama bin like. Laden after he's been shot. Yep. <laughs> so that's one. Gary? I, I was going to say before he got shot, but I'll go with Manson. Charles Manson. Charles Manson. I was uh, One of the things I was going to go with was the WWF wrestler Mankind <laughs> with the big beard and the thing. Um, any, so anybody else? Uh, it's sort of Frank Zappa-ish. Okay. Uh, but but with a beard, not with like the little goatee they usually. I know if that's Jesus, Jesus was scary. He, that he is looks a, angry. Yeah. Could it possibly? It a scary face. Could it possibly have been Muhammad? 
Could be, because it, it kind of well, looks like a turban. Yeah. Well, it, it does actually look like the drawing of him with, when they had the turban with the uh, with the bomb on it. That's kind of what that looks like. <laughs> All right. It just without the, the full turban, kind of half turban. Is there a possibility it could be kind of a Father Christmas Darwin, James Randi lookings thing? Uh, if, if it's you, got the if big beard. negated it. But it's yeah. a different beard. It's, it's more of a scruffy. So kind of. it's 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 a Father Christmas in the negative, where the blood, the beard is black yeah. and the face. Okay. Yeah. You know, when the guy said, "The more I looked at it, the more it looked like Jesus," it just makes me wonder what the heck was going on in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's thinking about selling it to some somewhere in Vegas. eBay, yeah. eBay put next to that cheese uh, sandwich <laughs> that had Jesus on it. I'm thinking. But yeah, that's that's all I can think of for for faces. Just it, yeah. it's just very scary, angry. It's yeah. an angry Jesus. So if he's <laughs> blessing them, <Yeah>. uh, wow. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Okay. Well, yeah. So that was that's kind of fun. So go go look at the video and just have yourself a little skeptical chuckle. Yeah. Okay. Go laugh at the, the Christians. Yeah. Jocularity, uh, as we said on okay. the previous beginning. Good show, guys. Yay! Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for sneezing and on the plate. Good night. What? What? <laughs> the Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Now they'll hear you better. Oh, okay. Do you hear me now? Can you hear me better now? Speaking about getting better mics, maybe oh. I should have the microphone pointed at the Shit. subject talking. We, we still got you. Don't worry about it. Okay. You'll just turn that up. You do project, so that's good, Dave. Yeah. Like okay. So um, now, 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 so now you've got... Right.